If you're listening, I don't know how you can't be moved by that song. Hallelujah. It's personal. Yes. It's personal. Your story may not be my story, yes. but you ought to have a story that when Jesus came into your life, yes. there was a change that took place. That he changed your want to. What you used to do, you don't want to do no more because the Holy Spirit has come into your life. What a change. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Hey. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody ought to say thank yeah. you. Glory. Lord, thank you for changing me. Lord, hey. hallelujah. 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 We thank the praise team for leading us in the worship. I better get to the word. Amen. Hallelujah. We are coming again out of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. This is the third sermon. There will be one more coming out of Isaiah. Uh, I, I believe that this message is going to bless you today. And it reads as such in our hearing. In the year that King Isaiah dies, in a vision, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the skirts of his train filled the most holy part of the temple. Hallelujah. Above the train, above his train stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings with two each cover his own face with two each cover his feet with two each flew. One cried to another saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts and the whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Yeah, yeah. Then I say, woe is me, for I am undone and ruined because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, of hosts. Hallelujah. Then one of the seraphims, heavenly beings, said to me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity and guilt are taken away. Your sin is completely atoned for and forgiven. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Amen. Let us pray. Father, even now, pour out, pour out, pour out. For your glory, Lord, fill every room. Touch every person that is listening to my voice. Allow your spirit to speak to us this morning. 
Allow us to see you. Allow us to see you like we have never seen you before. Father, even now, Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I believe that one of the most important things that can happen in this season is that we see him. See him different, higher, greater, more majestic than we have ever seen him before. The truth of the matter is a lot of people got head knowledge, but they don't have illumination. They don't have a revelation of Christ. The song that the worship team just sung, they sung a song about change, and, and, and real change don't come because you made up your mind about something. Real change come because the spirit in you is producing through you what you can't produce within yourself. Hallelujah. I remember years ago I was talking to a young man and the young man was saying, yeah, I know Christ, but, but it really doesn't matter what you believe, whether you believe in Muhammad or Buddha, or he went down the list of other religions. And I looked at him, I told him, then you don't see him. You don't really see Christ. If you can equate Christ to being like anybody else, you don't really see him. Amen. He said to me, oh, yes, I do. I see him. And, and I wanted to say to him, because he wanted to argue, and I just, I just told him, no, you don't. Because <laughs> if you did, you would not equate him with anybody else because you will recognize that he's higher than everything else. See, see he had head knowledge. He knew the Bible. In fact, he was even preaching the word. And, and though he would preach Jesus, he didn't know Jesus. Hallelujah. We got folks in our churches that's been going to church for a long time. And though they... They, they know about him. They may not really know him because they equate him too low because when you have a revelation of Jesus, he makes everything pale in comparison. Hallelujah. When, when you really see him, life can throw at you its worst circumstances and you will still know that he is high and lifted up. You would still know that he's God all by himself. You would still know that he's able to keep you in the midst of your storms. Hallelujah. In our text, our text helps us to, to see this. Here we have in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah sees the Lord on the throne. He sees him high and lifted up. He hears the angels crying out. But, but then he says, the foundation of the threshold shook at the voice of him who shouted. You know what? Foundation is what you build your life on. When you build a building, you don't build it on sand. 
The fact you have not built your life on something that you think can shift. And though many of us have, what we don't see is that, is that, is that when trouble comes, if what you have built your life on, if it's not steady, if it's not sure, what you believe, your belief system, your, your understanding will be shaken and you will lose your mind. Some of us is so full of fear. Some of us about ready to go crazy. Let me tell you what the problem is. Your foundation has been shaken and you need to find a new foundation that cannot be moved. I want you to know today that our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you know him as your Lord and your Savior, if you know him as the Alpha and Omega, if you know him as the Rose of Sheraton, if you know him as the bright and morning star, no matter what life throws at you, you cannot be shaken. You keep holding on to him. You know that he's good. You know that he's all powerful. You know that he's able. You know that he's high and lifted up. And that can keep you in the midst of sickness, in the midst of financial difficulty. Your faith will stay strong because your God is able. Your God is able. Isaiah, this picture of, of Isaiah is the shaking of what he thought he knew. He needed a higher view of the Lord. And even though it's the Old Testament, it is still the manifestation of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Because whenever you see a manifestation of vision of God, it is God the Son before he became pre-incarnated in human flesh. It's just the way it works. It's just the way it is. Let me go a little bit farther. Let me go a little bit farther. He said after he saw the foundation shook, smoke filled the house. It's a picture of the temple. What he sees is the Old Testament temple. And he, he's in the holies, the holies in this vision. And what's this? He's not, he's not on earthly ground. He's in heavenly ground. And he sees Christ on the mercy seat. Because he is the mercy seat. And he sees the glory of the Lord fills the temple. Did you know when the Lord comes in, there's no room for nothing else? Did you know that he don't come just to occupy a room in your life? He wants to take over. He wants everything. He don't want some of the keys of your life. He wants all of the keys of your life. You really don't know how good he is until, until you give it to him. Hallelujah. My, my brothers and sisters, I believe that even though you may know him, I believe that there's, there's degrees and higher levels of seeing him. Do you see him? Do you see the vision? Do you see? Do you know who he is? Listen, in, in the gospel, according to John, in the gospel, here he is, and, 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 and he says, in my father's house, John 14, 1 through 11, are many mansions, and, and he's talking about going to heaven. He's talking about what's going to happen because you're mine. And here, 
Philip asked, he says, Lord, uh, where are you going? We don't know where you're going. Wait a minute. You've been walking with him three years and you still don't know him? He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And Philip still don't. He said, show me the Father. And, and, and Jesus says, Philip, how is it that I've been with you so long and you still don't see me? You see my miracles. You heard my voice. You see me. You slept with me. These three years you've been with me and you still don't see me. You still don't know that I'm it, that, that I'm everything you need. You still don't know that I'm God wrapped up in the flesh. My question today is, how do you see him? How do you see him? Do, do you see him as the man upstairs? Or do you see him as God? Do, do you see him that he's worthy of worship? That, that, that he is, he, he's your Alpha and Omega. Listen, depending on how you see him, is how you react when trouble hits. Even in this pandemic, you can tell where your faith lies by how you react. You can tell whether your foundation is shaken or whether your foundation is firm. Uh, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. So some of the stuff that's happening in Washington, D.C. troubles me. But I remind myself that regardless what our leaders may be thinking or doing, I, I have a Savior. I have a God that sits high and looks low. Listen, my faith is not in D.C. My faith is above the hills for which cometh my help because my help cometh from the Lord. My question to you today is where are you in your faith? How do you see him? Is your faith looking up? At the end of the day, really all you got is your faith in Christ yeah. and what you believe he's able to do. And I want you to know he's able. He's able. He's able. He, he, sees, he sees him high and lifted up and it fills the temple. Watch, watch what happens to Isaiah next. Here he is, a man of God. And, and, and in seeing him high and lifted up, something happens. Let me go through the process. Here, what he used to have confidence in has died. After Isaiah died, now he sees a vision of the Lord. Sometimes you got to let go of something to see him. Sometimes God got to bring about some changes in order for you to see him. Many times we are looking in the wrong direction. We are looking and depending on the wrong things. We have placed our faith in people instead of God. And you got to know for yourself that he's your anchor. He's your foundation. He's your rock. He's your everything. You got to know that for yourself. Let's, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. He says, he says in Isaiah chapter 6, he goes on, he says, after he sees the, the room filled with smoke, he says, woe is me. Hallelujah. You know what happened? Let me explain. 
I remember one time I was getting dressed early in the morning, getting ready to go to church, and, 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 and I didn't turn all the lights on because it was early. Uh, my family was still asleep, and, and you know, I thought I, I, thought I was matching. <laughs> I was under the opinion because I dressed in dim light. But, but, but after church and I walked out in the sunlight, I realized I had a black top with blue pants. You know what the light did? It exposed to me the trueness of what I really had on. Hallelujah. You know what Christ does when you see him? The reflection of his majesty, of his glory of his holiness, the brightness of his personality, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it makes you see yourself. Can, can, can I step in this just a little bit? When a person has a critical spirit of everybody else, they don't see Jesus. Amen. Because if you really see Jesus, you, you, don't have, you, don't have, you don't have place to be critical of everybody else because you realize that you don't have it all together. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. See, our salvation is not based on that we have it together. Our salvation is based Amen. on that Jesus knew you didn't have it together. So he who had it all together paid the price for your salvation. Yes. Hallelujah. We are saved by grace. Yes. It's not by works. Listen, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. Here is Isaiah, and, and, and he says, I, Woe help me, for I am undone. He says, because I, I am ruined. I am, I am dead. Because I recognize that I not, I'm not what I thought I was. I recognize I got issues. I recognize, listen, listen, listen. Don't be ashamed that you got issues because all of us got issues. Amen. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't think that somebody is that much better than you because they really not. Because the Bible tells me that if you break one law, you done broke them all. The, 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 the Bible puts us in a place of need. Isaiah saw his need for a savior. Isaiah saw his need that he had fallen short of the glory of God, which we were made to walk in. But because Adam sinned, we have sinned. We have fallen short of that glory. Listen, your neighbor is not the standard. Jesus is. And when we look at Jesus, we all need help. That's why you ought to praise him. That's why he came. He came to fulfill the law for you and I so that when we stand before God, we are covered with his righteousness. We are covered with his goodness. We are covered by his blood. Listen, God no longer sees Tracy as Tracy. He sees Tracy through the blood of Jesus, and he sees me as though I have never sinned. Amen. 
My question is, 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 is God big enough to cover you? Is, is your God, the vision that you have, is it large enough? Uh, do you need to get before him and say, Lord, may give me a higher view of you. Let me see you. Give me illumination of you. Jeremiah said that God said, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. When, when you put away everything else, you know what I realize? I realize that human beings are not like bananas. We like onions. Yeah. Let me explain. A banana just got one layer. Onions got layer after layer. The bigger the onion, the more the layers. God has to cut through all the layers. God has to get to the core of us. And that's when he said, when you seek for me with all of your heart, he said, I will be there. I will show up. I will meet you at your point of need. I will be everything that you want me to be. I will cover you. I am, I am, I am. I was, I was, I was thinking the other day, and I remember this scene that I saw. I was, I was, in, I was in the park, I was meditating on God, and I saw this family of geese. It was cute because the mother was ahead of the babies. The babies were in single fell line walking, and the father was behind, and the father was watching the babies and looking back and forth to protect them. One of the baby geese got tired, sat down, refused to go anyplace. The rest of them was walking, keeping up with mom, but this stubborn baby geese was saying, I refuse. What happened was I saw the father geese go right up to the baby geese and stand right there. His presence was there. His covering was there. He didn't move. He stood right there. And as I was watching it, God said, when you chose to go wayward, when you chose to do your own thing, he said, I didn't leave you, but I came by you and I stood right there. When I look back over my life, and if you look back over your life, what you will realize is that he stood right there. When you was in your mess, when, when you decided to go your own way, when you refused to do what you knew that you needed to do, he stood right there. As I look back over my life, when I thought that it was my skills that got me out, I recognized that God was there all the time. I'm excited to tell you today, he won't leave you, not forsake you. He's standing right there. I guess the baby geese said, uh-oh, they leaving me. They ain't stopping for me. And they got up and started running to catch up with everybody else. That's how good our God is. Here Isaiah is crying out. And the scripture says that, that while he is crying out in Isaiah chapter 6, it says that a seraphim, now a seraphim is a angel. There are ranks of angel. And seraphim actually means burning one. Burning one, fiery one. Now hold up, watch this. Now as this seraphim, one of them flew over 
to the altar. Well, what's the altar? The altar is a representation of where they used to burn the lambs for sin offering. Can I go a little bit deep? Now, hold on. If this altar is for sin offering and all these lambs and goats was put on top of this altar, the coals and the fire have blood on them. Our God is a God who keeps on painting the picture of the blood of Jesus. Here is Isaiah in the Old Testament, and God has given us a picture. Look what it says, not just any coal, it's a living coal. Now, how in the world can a coal be living unless this coal that, is, that has blood on it is a picture of Jesus? Notice that this angel does not touch the coal with his own hands. And even though he's a fiery angel, he takes some tones to touch it, and he touched the lip. My question in looking at this was, well, why does he touch the, the lips, Lord? And he said, because the lips are attached to the heart. I said, huh? He said, because your mouth speaks what's in your heart. Yeah. If you really want to know what a person is like, listen to their talk. Because the talk will reveal what's in a person's heart. Listen, listen, listen. If you talk negative, if you talk bad, then there's something in your heart that is enabling you to see the things the way you see it. Hallelujah. Listen, if you got praise in your heart, won't praise come out of your mouth? If you got thanksgiving in your heart, won't you start saying thank you? If you are grateful in your heart, it's got to come out of your mouth. See, that's why some people sing when there's no music around. You know why? Because they got singing in their heart. They got praise in their heart. Do I have any praises in the house that you don't have to be at church to praise him? That right where you are right now, you know how to praise him. You know how to say thank you. You know how to say I praise you. Listen, that is coming up out of your spirit and out of your heart. So when this fiery coal that has blood on it, hallelujah, when this coal that, that got sacrifice on it touches lit, the blood, the blood cleanse him and forgive him of his sin. Listen, let me go here real quick. There's nothing in the Old Testament that takes away sin. All of it is a shadow of what was coming. It's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. See, Isaiah tells us that God went from the end to the beginning, which means that from the beginning, he declared the end that before he got started, God already put things in place. God is not limited to time. He made time. So God can step in and out of time. I'm so glad that God has our future in his hands, our tomorrow in his hands. You may be going through something right now, 
but don't believe that it's always going to look like this. If you're trusting God, if you're walking with him, God has a blessing in store for you. Our God is faithful. So what you need to do is put your faith in him that holds your tomorrow. Oh, you may not like where you are right now, but God's not through blessing you. Keep trusting him. I am reminded of David who says, I believe, I have confidence. Here he is running from Saul. Here he is in the desert. But David got a promise on the table. It didn't look good. But David said, I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Is there anybody out there that believes to see God turn things around? See God show up and show out. See God make a way out of nowhere. See God show up for you in your life. Here Isaiah, who recognized that he was all messed up. He recognized he couldn't fix himself. And he cried out. He cried out. Don't you know when you cry out, God's going to do something. Here Jesus is in the gospel. He has brought them to Caesarea of Philippi. Caesarea of Philippi is a place that was demon worship. It's a place I've been there where it was carvings in the rock. And he says to them, whom do men say that I am? Listen, folks are always going to have a different opinion of Jesus. You can't listen to his critics. You can't go by what culture say. You got to know for yourself. He talks to his disciples because they've been walking with him. They've been with him. And he wants to know what has influenced them in their thinking. Have they allowed the culture to influence what they've been seeing, what he's been teaching? So he asked them then, after they tell them, they say that you are Elijah, some say that you are Jeremiah, some say that you this. He says, but who do you say I am? The question on the table is who do you, who do I, who do we say that he is? Do we see him as our atonement? Do we see him as our way? Do we see him as the one that died for our sins? Do we see him as our only savior? Do we see him as the one to go to? Do we see him as the one you need in your life? Peter, being filled of the Holy Spirit, illumination comes on him. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says, Simon, son of Bonja, he says, he says, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, he said, you got illumination of me. You got a revelation of me. You need a revelation today. 
You need to see him higher than what you see him. You need to see him high and lifted up and recognize he is everything, everything that he says he is. He says, I am the foundation upon my foundation, upon who I am. My church will be built and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I want you to know that the devil's already defeated. I want you to know that we already are more than conquerors. I want you to know that you are chosen, that you are elected, that God is on your side. I want you to know that he has already won your battle. I want you to know that he is a keeper. He's a way maker, that he will fight your battle. He's the strong tower. He's the way of salvation. I want you to know he'll be a shield around you. He can heal you. He can heal you. He can heal you. Trust him. Call on him. Believe on him. His name is Jesus. There's no other name by which you must be saved. The name of Jesus. He's Jesus and Savior in the Old Testament. He's Savior in the New Testament. You can't get around him. You can't go over him. You can't, uh, you got to go through him. The only thing that touched the mercy seat in the Old Testament was blood. It was the blood. When he touched you with his blood, he cleansed you. When he touches you with his blood, he wipes away all your sins. At the cross, he blotted out everything that stood against us. He moved out of your way, out of my way, the Ten Commandments. He fulfilled it for us. So not only did he cover our past, our present, and our future. His name is Jesus. He's like nothing else. No one else compares. He's high and lifted up. He died for you. He rose for you. He paid it all for you because he loves you. Even if life has been hard to you, he loves you. If you was like me who did everything I thought I was big and bad enough to do, he still loves you. <laughs> what changed me? The blood. The blood. When I let him in, just started changing. My want-tos started changing. He wants to do for you what he has done for others. It's relationship. He's inviting you for what he made you for, a relationship with himself. Today, if you want him to come in, you can simply say, Lord, Jesus, I accept you into my life. 
save me. I believe you died for my sins and you rose for my sin. Today, help me. And like in Isaiah, that, that live coal of blood, it would touch your heart and wipe away your sins. Today, he loves you. Let him in. Let him in. Let him love on you. Let him hold you. Let him meet you where you are and begin to take you where he wants you to be. He has a calling. He has a purpose with your name on it. That's good news. That's the good news. Now, let's worship as the worship team comes. <laughs>